0: Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And it's Eric.
1: <laughs> and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 220, featuring a great interview, as all the interviews are. We always appreciate everybody that takes their time. To chat with us about their band, their project, their whatever it is they happen to be working on. And we had all four members of Fight the Future in here with us. So we're looking forward to uh, talking more about that and playing some of their music later on in the show.
0: Yeah, Fight the Future's a fun little uh, band in Salt Lake. And we another kind of like our uh, Salt Lake answer to Pennywise. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're in that same vein. Very melodic, very skaty very uh, very fast, very fun.
1: Well, we're going to play some other music like that on the show, and we'll get into all the music and work our way towards the interview momentarily. But first, some new stuff that's come out. This is probably one of the smallest lists I've had, and I went through. At least on my Bandcamp releases and such, they're still... I'm struggling to keep up. I've been wasting a lot of my fucking time and not focusing enough time on other things like this, so... <laughs> uh, I need to get on that. But the list that I have uh, will start on July 5th. The Daft Ones, they put out Kid Got Smashed Single. That is out on Little, little Willie Records. Racial Profile on the 8th, they put out 2021 Demo. It's on Upstate Records. The Gun Down on Contra and Pirates Press, they put out Dead End Alley. have ordered my... 12 inch from pirates Press should be here any day so i'll definitely be playing some of that in the future i think they were from spain cool band hadn't heard them before i saw that i was ordering the Plizkin record because that one kicks ass i love that one and i've been meaning to order it anyway and the lsm vinyl has copies of strike first because that had been on rebellion records and i haven't bought anything from any european labels since covid happened because the Shipping has been slow and really expensive, so hopefully that comes back down. But LSM had some strike first, so I got the picture disc on there. Anyway,
2: yeah. gun
1: down, put out, dead end alleyway. I'll be playing that here on a future episode. Jody Faster on the ninth as well, put out incomplete discography.
0: Graduating, That's a wonderful life, name, <laughs> isn't
1: it? Jody Faster, I like it. <laughs> uh, Graduating life put out two on Pure Noise Records on the ninth. Rehasher put out. Tasty Slices Volume One. If you're unfamiliar, that's Roger Lima of Less Than Jake. Mind drew uh, drew a blank there for a second. His <laughs> other band and the Camel City Blackouts put out Wildcard EP. We'll be playing some of that here on an episode in the next few episodes as well. Next, we'll go to the 13th on July 13th. Sin City put out She's Got No Heart EP. Cool tracks there. It's cool sound. Uh, the Von Erics that was a good one. I heard some of that. First Blood Match, that came out on the 13th. Bass Amp and Dano put out a new three-track EP called This Ain't No Pizza Party. And yeah, if you hear the song, they were literally singing It Ain't a Pizza Party because of ingredients were missing and so forth. You'll have to listen to the rest if you want to catch it. But oh, I, like, dear. <laughs> I like Bass Amp and Dano, so uh, cool three tracks that they just put out. Spanish Love Songs. Put out Phantom Limb on the 14th. Bankrupt put out a new single, The Plane to Toronto. And they did two different versions of it. So you can hear one version in English, English lyrics. uh, And then the other they did in Hungarian. At least I assume it's Hungarian since they're from Hungary. But uh, I don't know Hungarian, so I couldn't verify that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I did hear a little bit of that one. It's awesome. Uh, I did hear the whole version in English. I liked it. Chain Whip on the 15th will be putting out Two Step to Hell, that's an EP. Dog Heaven is putting out Self-Titled Dog Heaven on Rad Girlfriend Records. Descendants will be putting out Ninth and Walnut on the 23rd. Yay! The Last Stand and One Choice is putting out a split EP called From the East Coast to the West Coast. And finally, School Drugs is putting out Visitation EP on Indecision Records on the 23rd. Eric, you have anything you would like to add to the list?
0: Oh boy. I feel like I do, but then my uh, mind goes a blank when it comes to it. Well, if something comes back
1: later on in the show, guess what? We run the show the way we want. You just plug it in at that point.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I, I will say the album that I have uh that I have been listening to uh, uh quite a bit and that's ever that's been ever since yesterday <laughs> was uh it, it comes from it it ties into uh my initial pick of the uh, new song that I have today.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before you do that, uh, because I forgot to add it to the list, but uh, there's a reminder for it, just right now, that the Oi to the World Volume 3, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Because we're going to be doing an interview with T, aka Ace Soprano, that'll be on the next episode, and it's going to be featuring tracks from that compilation, and it's... Unofficial release date was July 6th, but its official release date was July 13th. And we're going to be putting a whole bunch of tracks on there. And it reminded me, because Fight the Future, female uh, vocalist, and the band you're going to talk about here in a second, female vocalist. And mm-hmm. that compilation is called Female Punk, Oi, and Ska. And we'll be playing a handful of tracks from that, along with the interview from T. you will be talking about... Uh, the couple compilations, specifically that one, what he's going to be doing in the future with Oi Oi2 The World, plus the bands that he plays in, Dead End Lane, and Italian Blood. So stay tuned next episode for that and for those tracks. And on that note, Eric, tell us what you picked for this show.
0: What I picked for this show, it is the latest album to come out from the Los Angeles-based Scott punk band, which is basically the... Uh, the next generation of Rancid. <laughs> I know they fucking hate that comparison, but it's the Interrupters. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the Interrupters. It's like Op Ivy was the father, and their br- and their uh, little brother was Rancid, and uh, Interrupters is like the uh, other little sibling. <laughs> I mean, be- I mean, I can't help but draw the comparisons. It's like Rancid and the Distillers all uh, rolled into uh, one amazing group. I remember I first saw them. It- it was when uh one of the first one of the last times Ranted, uh came through to uh, Salt Lake and they did like uh, two back to back shows with Interrupters opening along with uh, uh, Tim Armstrong's other band The Transplants
1: <clears throat> oh I was at that show
0: yep I was at that <laughs> show both nights right yeah it was a good one and yeah, that was the first time I saw the Interrupters, and I was like, okay, these guys are pretty good, you know? But I didn't really think much of them at that point, because I was just so amped up for Rancid that night. They were
1: pretty new at that point.
0: Oh, they were. That was like their first official uh, tour, and yeah. that was just opening up for Rancid. But Rancid's just like taking them under their wings, like, yeah, we'll show you." come on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, then I saw them a few more times after that, and I remember uh seeing them with uh when they were touring with bad cop bad cop and I was mainly going for uh the latter because I was more familiar with them. And I was like, uh I'll probably dip out before Interrupters. I don't know they're I'm not familiar with them. And then I stuck around. Before I knew it I was singing pretty much the chorus to every song. that <laughs> I hadn't listened to them. I'm like, uh oh, fuck, I guess these guys are good. So <laughs> bought the album and uh listened to that on repeat and yeah, then I, bought, then I listened to the other album, and then I listened to the one that came out uh, a couple years ago, which was uh, uh, Fight the Good Fight. Right? That was the one. Oh, man. And you you can listen to Interrupters on Shuffle, and you could get equal satisfaction. They have no bad songs. They have no bad songs. They even covered Billie Eilish's Bad Guy, <laughs> and or Tough Guy, or whatever the fuck that song's called, and they Johnny Cashed the shit out of it. <laughs> and then it's like, Questionably better than the original. That's awesome. I think it's better, but that's because I'm not a Billie Eilish fan. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, that's not a that's not a stab at her. I mean, I have a lot of respect for her and her as a musician, but it's just the voice, the voice I can't stand. <laughs> I just can't do that. Yeah, I'm down yeah <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me it sits well with a lot of other people I mean j- Jesus Christ she's on top of everything right now it's like uh her and uh yeah her and post Malone those are like the two icons of this pop stars generation <laughs> so I'm losing the plot here the fact is the interrupters god I love the interrupters I love I love their live performances they are absolutely amazing and they just released their uh the uh live concert they did in tokyo which is their first ever uh performance over there and it's amazing that they have this recorded because you hear the crowd it is a bunch of people and they're all singing the lyrics and and interrupters are just excited to be there amy doesn't get a lot of uh talking in and she doesn't really talk at the shows in general it's mostly their uh I for, I forget the guy's name but one of the three brothers, Bavona the Bavona brothers, yes. Yeah, the Bavona brothers. It's a and it's usually the guitarist who's like interacting with the crowd and conversing and getting people hyped up. Amy does a little bit of that, but it's just kind of here and there. Right. So, but I mean, she holds over the crowd with her goddamn vocals. She knows how to like get people going. And I yeah, I just love that woman. I love her vocals, I love her lyrics, I love her performance. I love her. I <laughs> <laughs> I love the whole I love the whole interrupters paradigm. And now we have a little bit of uh their history. Uh you know, it's a live album. Nobody releases live albums that much anymore. And the interrupters are like, Yeah, you know what? Let's just make our mark on this one. Our first show in Tokyo and people fucking loved us. <laughs> so I cho so yeah, choosing a song. I mean it's all their greatest hits pretty much, the ones that everybody knows. But being played live it just has such a different energy to it and the one that i felt was uh, that just got me amped up got my skin riddled with goosebumps was take back the power you know they just have that little thing where they just uh, cut and then you just hear the crowd singing it nice. and i'm like oh, okay that's just that's just build up on top of more build up right there and it just adds to it just adds to the uh, sincerity between the audience and the mem- and the band themselves you can definitely feel the connection and that's the beauty of live albums so here we go take back the power
3: Tokyo how are you feeling the interrupters, this is our very first time in Japan. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Arigato! Now this next song is a protest song, but it's also a unity song. Because there's no room for any racism. There's no room for any sexism. There's no room for any homophobia. There's no room for any bigotry of any kind. So let's have a moment of unity right here, right now. Everybody put your hands in the air. We're going to clap together. Ready? What's your plan for tomorrow's sake? Are you a It's our time. Take back the power. What's your plan For tomorrow? Are you a leader and will you follow? Are you a fighter and will you cower? It's our time. Take back the power. Yeah. What you gonna do? Will you show up in black suits? On made boots, and the day to silence yeah. you, gonna see when they you strip your rights away? And it's just makes you pay we on
0: That about sums it up. <laughs> yeah, the Interrupters. I I really hope that they come back soon, or if they're releasing more music soon, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> they they were a heavy touring band, so I've got to imagine once they're ready to get going, they're gonna get going and they'll hit everywhere again. Oh, yeah. Like they, I mean, they were. I, I don't know for sure, but it seems like they were just like on a nonstop tour. All the time, they probably took small breaks, but they were just always playing shows and festivals and all over the place. Uh, Yeah, they
0: were doing Warp Tour and PRB within the same year. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, they were on the last ever Warp Tour, right? Pretty much the only reason I would have gone. (laughs) I did go, (laughs) and yes, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, the Interrupters they have uh, they have been earning their claim the past few years as a touring band, and uh, yeah, they're getting a lot of well deserved recognition. Yeah, it's a, uh, and yeah, granted it's some of the same stuff we've heard before you, which is the style of ska and punk, you know, just very, uh, uh, uh seamlessly put together, which we've heard since the days of Op Ivy and rancid and boss Tones and et cetera, et cetera, you know? Right. But honestly, they're doing it so well that it, and they know their crowd, they know their audience, they know who's going to be coming in and watching it and who's going to be enjoying it. And we happen to be part of that. Right. <laughs> And we love every second of it. So, (laughs) Interrupters, live in Tokyo. It's the newest release that they have had. I know it's not exactly the uh, studio release that everyone was hoping for, but come on. Some some albums are better heard live than on the actual studio recording. This, I think, is one of them. And I'm (laughs) going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: that's awesome. And on the note of Take Back the Power uh I, I i picked a track uh came out what was it, june 1st yes june 1st the band is broken trojan played them before uh cool band uh, i'm happy to get to play them again we played broken trojan may 27th of 2020 so back on episode 161 they put out indecent exposure played that track uh so i'm happy that they came out and this is a, a single this specifically is a single and the single is called Fear Porn. And I saw that and the title intrigued me when I saw it. I was like, Oh, I like Broken Trojan. I'll check this out. Boom! I was like, gotta get that one. And it's because, in my opinion, I'm glad there's more songs coming out like this. Like uh, we played some 390, and I think that they're kind of more of that eye-opening when you some I think that some people are, in my opinion, missing the point. Take Back the Power is is definitely one of those points. But we're going to listen to the song. We'll see what everybody thinks. We'll see what Eric thinks. Because unless, right. unless everybody out there tells me, I won't know what you think. But uh, if you're unfamiliar, if you missed that episode that we played them on before, Broken Trojan, they started as a band way back in 2017. And again, this came out on June 1st, so about a month and a half old. It's a single. Go over to the band camp if you want to check it out. Again, the track is called Fear Porn. Here we go with some Broken Trojan. It don't matter! None of this does!
4: we decision. No, I don't think COVID is a hoax, but I do believe it's being used and twisted for political and
1: Fear Porn <laughs> from Broken Trojan. Cool track. Uh, I want to first put out there before we comment on it that uh, a lot of bands reach out. A lot of the music that I play on the show are stuff that bands reach out and say, hey, check out our music. We do. I like it. Here it goes. It's on the show. Well, I was already planning on playing it. It came out June 1st. I already had it scheduled to play, and then they reached out uh, within the last week and like, hey, don't know if you've had a chance to check it out, but if you do... Uh, And if you want to talk about a review, whatever, you know, as bands do when they send emails to us, uh, I was like, hey, well, coincidentally, I already had a uh, plan to play on this (laughs) upcoming episode. So I'm going to be playing it on this episode. I really like it. I'm glad you guys put it out. Keep doing what you do. And so here we go. We're on that track. And I I love that track. I think it's great. I previously to COVID, I was an anti-government person. It's the people in the government. I think government can work, but we just have a government and have had a government for too many years and continue to <laughs> have government where people use and abuse their powers, and I have that in quotation. That's why I said take back the power. That's, that's an important message, but people still continue to do that shit, and I was then and still am now an anti-government person and i personally believe a lot of people in the punk scene were before and it boggles my mind that they have been taking what you know that being an anti-government person all of a sudden we're doing like government whatever they say must be the right thing like (laughs) maybe we should continue questioning them like we did before covid i don't know why we all of a sudden said everything they say must be the right thing now that covid's happened because i I think they continued to use, abuse, and manipulate. That didn't stop because COVID happened. I think they just continued and figured out new ways to do it. If anything, they took
0: advantage of it. 100%. You know, there's theories going around that was blown way out of proportion because of how social media reacted to that, and it just uh, had the little spark, and the media just kept fanning the flames. Yes. You know, and just blew, and yeah, blew the whole thing out of proportion when arguably... Wasn't I mean, right. if you had it, you know what I'm talking about, right? But it's really just like it's a, a, something in the same strain as a flu,
1: yeah. And it's exactly what it was, yeah. A lot of people died from flu, a lot of people didn't have a lot of symptoms, mild symptoms from the flu. Certain things affect certain people different. that's just the way it was. Yeah, majority of people, uh, according you know, who knows, because. New information keeps coming out, and I keep hearing shit. Some tests were bad, testing this and whatever. So who knows what the real numbers of infected people were because at one point the number of asymptomatic people was like up in the 80%. Oh, you yeah. Know? And so who knows if that was really asymptomatic or uh, just bad tests. Who knows? Yeah. But the point it's is, really is it affects people differently. Some people it's going to affect really Bad. I mean, the statistics not that long ago, like a month ago, 78% of people that were hospitalized or died were obese. You know, there's there's information out there. It just depends on if we want to look for it. Because again, I'm going to circle back to being an anti-government guy. They don't tell us that stuff. That didn't come from the government saying, hey, just so you know, people, this is information we are aware of. They withhold that shit so they can continue to manipulate us. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, because we got to put more money in big pharma's pockets, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck God them, damn fuck that, yeah, fuck all that shit. Broken
1: Trojan, you guys put out a great track. I like the just the music and the vocals on their own. I oh, enjoyed, yeah. and then absolutely yeah. uh on with the message.
0: Especially the guitar, it has kind of an East Bay Ray sort of vibe to it. Nice. You know, so sort of psychedelic, not quite so surfy, but you know, it's. Right. uh yeah, I really like how that added into this sort of uh, uh, lo fi garagey feel to it. Right. Yeah. So it was it was some good stuff. I like I like this song. Good stuff.
1: Go check out Broken Trojan. Fear Porn was the single. Go check them out on Bandcamp. They're from Kansas City. We're gonna go from L.A. to Kansas City to now we're gonna go to Ostfold in Norway for the band Freedom, and that is not spelled F R E E D O M. It's F R E. D U M B. Freedom.
0: Just like the Suicidal Tendencies album. There you go. You know which one I'm talking about. The one with Psychovision on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Freedom is the band. They put out the Freedom Curse reversed. So this, I'll, I'll talk more about that here in a second. They started as a band in 2003. And this particular release, which they put out June 18th, 2021, same day as the Interrupters live album. It contains the first version of The Freedom Curse, which was recorded and planned to be released in late summer of 2008. The release comes on an exclusive 12-inch, that's what the current release is, The Freedom Curse reversed, in 50 copies from Oslo Vinyl Fraseri in both black and transparent editions. And this might be sold out by now. I mean, there's only 50 copies, and this came out about a month ago. So if you want it, you better hurry, because there might not be a lot of copies left if there are any. Uh, the cover is a new version of the original, The Freedom Curse, which is a silkscreen print by Loco Mosquito. And finally, it is an early version of the EP, The Freedom Curse, which came out in 2010. So, wow. Uh, re-released. COVID happened. They wanted to put something out, and this is kind of what they got together. Uh, there's seven tracks total on that 12-inch. Three of those are in Norwegian, Four are in English. We are going to play one that's in English. They have a, I think it was a video that was on, it's on YouTube. You Go check it out. It's Weekender. They put that as their first single mm. released, and that came out, I believe it was June 1st, so a couple weeks before this. And that's the track that we are going to listen to off of the Freedom Curse, reversed. We're going to listen to some freedom. Here is the track Weekender. <laughs> Weekender again. Remember that came off of that new release, but kind of a a re-release, but on vinyl. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well then, so Weekender. That was the track. Freedom is the band. Eric, what you think before we move on to your next track?
0: Oh boy, they went hard, right? <laughs> especially, especially the vocalist on there. It's got that. It's just got that uh, kind of a mid, near higher pitched uh, uh, gravel voice behind it, and. I'm I enjoy it. Excellent. Ah!
1: It was good stuff. <laughs> the uh, stub
0: your toe vocals. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> that's how, That's how I see it.
1: Well, great band there. We don't get to play too many out of Norway, but always happy to when we come across some great bands. So go out there, check out Freedom. Next up, we'll do a couple older or lesser known tracks. What do you have?
0: I have a song out of... God knows how many <laughs> from the band Spaz. Yeah, Spaz, Spazz. Yeah, Spazz, S P A Z Z. They were a band from uh, from the Bay Area, particularly uh, Redwood City in California, and they have been uh, they have been obliged with being the uh, I guess founders, or rather the Godfathers, or Trailblazers of power violence. Awesome. And that back in the back in the '90s, they were kind of ahead of the curve of taking a uh, of taking the music and stylings of hardcore and grindcore, and not exactly resting so far so much on the snare worshiping blast beats, pretty much, and just uh, how many times you could your fingers can uh, rotate the drumstick to hit the goddamn hi hat, pretty much <laughs> like that. They were mixing it in with a lot more of the hardcore kind of slammy rhythms and. And just uh, bleeding that together, and really, an album's worth is I don't know on average fifty to sixty tracks long, and they all keep them about under an hour.
5: Wow!
0: <laughs> yeah, they've put out uh, they put out a few albums, uh, quite a few EPs and splits with uh, multiple bands, and this is just a three piece band. There are three people that have been in the entire history of that band. From God, uh, what was it? Ninety-two to two thousand.
1: That's crazy. Yeah,
0: they they were not a band for uh, that for that long, but their legacy still lives on, whether you know it or not. Because one of the uh, one of the guys, I I am forgetting his name. It was uh, his last name was Dodge. I have it on a list here. I have it. I have it.
1: <laughs> Shit.
0: Well, this particular Chris I'm, Dodge. That's there he goes.
1: This particular album had 64 tracks on it.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it, <laughs> it is. It, for Christ's sakes, it <laughs> does have 64 tracks on it, but it is a compilation. It is actually the uh let's see, the album it the album in question is called uh Sweatin' Shit. to the Oldies. Sweatin' to the Oldies. There it is. But it has a subtitle, Sweatin' to the Oldies. It is all of the out of print stuff from '95 to '96. So, so these are unreleased. Years, yeah, two
1: years unprinted or uh, out of print, and there's that total 64 tracks. It's a shit.
0: Yeah, pretty much <laughs> 64 tracks. Some of them are not even 30 seconds long. Right. Most of them are not even 30 seconds long. But, well, the one you picked oh, is.
1: is nearing two
0: minutes. Yep, it's nearing two minutes, and this was something that I had to pick on uh, as a result of their uh, combination. Because, uh, like I said, they were ahead of the curve. Uh, what I was saying about Chris Dodge, afterwards, he, uh, well, really kind of during the uh, proximity of the band, but afterwards, he kept running his label, which is Slap-A-Ham Records. And that brought in bands like Infest and Man is the Bastard, some of the power violence uh, 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 harbingers that we know of today. And And yeah, power violence has come into the fold a lot of the times in the last, uh, really in the last decade. Bands like uh, Weekend Nachos have come about, and Nails still live on that, uh, yeah, still live on that platform. And those guys have become like uh, such scene, uh, what is the word? (laughs) (laughs) such scene favorites i guessed (laughs) i had the i had the word on the tip of my tongue and it just jumped right off damn it yeah god damn it so yeah they owe really a lot of those bands owe a lot to the band spaz and yeah and sweating to the oldies this is uh yeah these are some really deep cuts of a band you never heard about so this is about as, (laughs) as crazy as it's getting uh, yes, the song is called Spaz vs. Mother Nature. You get the grind, you get the speed, and you get the little drudge in there as well. And you get a little bit of a banjo solo at the end. Awesome. Yeah, so here we go. Spaz versus Mother Nature. <laughs>
3: Ba Go 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 god.
1: Joe.
0: yeah, and the mouth harp if you listen hard <laughs> enough. So yeah, that's just showing how out of nowhere this band uh, existed. <laughs> that, awesome. Yeah, that trio they played. Uh, yeah, played a lot of house shows. You can find a lot of their uh, live performances on uh, on YouTube. Some of them are floor shows. A lot of them are floor shows. Uh, a few stage shows, and they are just uh, they are just pretty wild guys. They look like normal fucking people just playing weird fucking music and. And yeah, for music like this to be coming out when it did, you know, in the mid '90s, people when you think of uh, punk, you don't think of uh, something like this. You were thinking about, you know, your Green Day or your No Effects. You've, you're thinking about hardcore. You're thinking of Earth Crisis. You're thinking of Integrity. And when you come to, uh, and when you come to mixing uh, both together, I don't know. Didn't, no one ever really thought of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, metal bleeding into punk. It was the metalcore bands, but metal bleeding into... Uh, yeah, hardcore breeding into uh, grindcore and these kind of uh, more crusty style bands. Yeah, crusty ha- crust punk had its place, but it was definitely more Sabbath worship as opposed to death metal worship and polyrhythms and all that shit. So this was just a mixed bag that not a lot of people knew how to react. So... So, yeah, it, but they stayed around for quite a while. They definitely had an underground following, to say the least. And, you know, like I said earlier, their legacy still lives on. It just took a while to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like how people were unsure about Mashuga, And then, finally, people got the whole Gent thing down. They're like, okay, this is what they're doing. Nice. Nearly a decade and a half later.
1: <laughs> well, before we move on to my pick, I'm going to... Real quick, I'm going to pose a question to you. You're in a band. Uh, when you get ready to play a show, right, most bands, they will take a set list and write out a set list, right? Yeah. And especially for the drummer, and the drummer puts it somewhere they can see it, but the guitarist, bass, whatever, singer, have it in a spot where you can look down and make sure you know what's coming next so where everybody's on the same page, right? Something yeah. Pre-planned. So when you or most other bands, I mean... When they're playing 40 minutes, 45 minutes, hour, whatever, uh, you know, three minutes a track, plus you're talking. What does that involve? Like 15 songs, maybe? Yeah. You know, or 10 songs, depending on the band. When this band plays, or played anyway, do you think that they did? Because you'd have to organize, right? And if you've got, I don't know how many hundred or whatever songs, and some of them are 30 seconds and how they're picking, do you think they took the time to write all that shit out? And how many pieces of paper, how small (laughs) did you have to write to get all that onto something? (laughs) (laughs) columns? And then how do you keep track of where you're at on there without like, all right, hold on guys, in between each one I'm going to get a sharpie and cross it out, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I I don't know, I'd, I'd love to pose that question to them or a band like them that would play, I mean even in a 30, 40 minute show, if that's what they were to do, uh, how many songs would be on that paper? Who has to write it, and how do you keep track? While you know which one you're on while you're playing.
0: <laughs> the way I see it, in uh, bands like that, I think they would just—I uh, think they would—I uh, don't know—kind of uh, bullet point a set list. It's just like, yeah, hey, whatever songs, really. But then we'll just change it around a little bit. <laughs> like, a, sure. like a, one set list that I have was from a Millions of Dead Cops show from a few years ago and I have it and I was looking over it and I go oh, this is definitely not in the order in which these songs were played so it's like yeah they had a list of the songs but they were like eh whatever we'll just switch it around a little bit for a band like uh, Spaz and a band of their caliber and a band of their uh, uh, <laughs> of their catalog <laughs> yeah I think that Maybe they wrote a few songs down, but really I think they were just kind of looking at each other like, hey, which song should we play next? Or, what song do you want to hear, audience? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just like kind of winging it half the time. That would That's make what sense. I would say. That would make sense.
1: All right, we'll move on. We're going to play some Melodic Hardcore. It's newer, but it did come out in March. So March 6th of this year, the band Stay Awake, they released their... I think there was like seven tracks, something like that. Portraits. So it's kind of that in-between. But uh, they released Portraits. If you're unfamiliar with the band Stay Awake, they are from all over the world. But they're based (laughs) in Bangkok, Thailand. They're formed uh, with four expatriates. And uh, they formed in 2018. So they're in Bangkok at this point. So we're gonna venture from California all the way over to Bangkok Thailand for some of this. They released, I listened to the EP, I can't remember if it was six songs. I think it was six songs. Yeah. I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick with six songs. <laughs> anyway, I was listening to the whole thing earlier today. It's cool. Uh it's melodic hardcore. We're gonna listen to a track off of it called Brave New World. If you like it, you can go. Check them out after that. They are on Bandcamp. You can go check them out and other places as well as we'll talk about as we do at the end of the show. But if you like them, go check them out there on Bandcamp. So, from Portraits, from their March 6th release, we're going to listen to Brave New Normal. Here we go with Stay Awake. <laughs>
0: A bit of that old, uh, yeah, that kind of 90s veering into the 2000s, uh, punk sound, not quite so, uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket, not quite so, uh, Ramon's core, but like a Nerf Herder kind of thing. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, that's what you
1: get when you have, uh, some expatriates all get together in Bangkok, Thailand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's where they've been since then. I assume that's where they're probably playing, uh, their new show or not new shows, but their shows uh is in that area and hopefully you know i don't know what the status is in that neck of the woods but uh march 6th i'm sure they're excited to if they haven't already start playing some of their new music so you can get out and check out portraits that was the name of the ep came out march 6th that track brave new normal the band again is stay awake i dig it hopefully you like it if you like go check them out on bandcamp eric we're going to do some great, uh, a great cover-to-cover album, and we'll talk more about the other release because we're getting closer to that Fight the Future interview, and we're going to play yeah. some tracks, not specifically from an album, but we'll talk more about that here in a moment. Uh, is there any live shows or concerts that you've been to since the last show, or is there something you're looking forward to coming up before we jump into your album? Um,
0: Well, there haven't been any shows that I attended. Um, unfortunately, uh, there was one on Saturday with uh, Fight the Future and... Uh, There was supposed to be social stigma, but their drummer, Jeremy, uh, acquired an injury at work, and he wasn't able to drum that night, so that sucked. But Raid still played, and uh, Public Disorder from Provo came up and played a show there. And, ooh, I am forgetting the name of the other one. It's it's the name of a band I haven't heard. It was, um...
1: Well, while you're looking that up... Punk Rock Bowling's club show tickets Went on sale this past Saturday So I don't know I know there's at least one that sold out pretty quick Yeah Uh, The one with I think 13th Legion That sold out
0: Yeah that was like uh... Yeah it was that one And the Dillinger 4 one Those were the the first ones to sell out Pretty much all of them sold out Except for the Mad Ball show Really? Yeah Though that probably is uh, sold out by now (laughs) I, I that's the checked. tickets
1: I got because surprisingly, I don't know if anybody else is surprised. I'm surprised. I've never seen Madball live, so I had to see Madball. Mm. Yeah. Even I've, though there was other saw shows. Saw them once. <laughs> there's other shows that night I would have loved to see. I wanted to go see Bishop Screen because I would love to see Bishop Screen play a longer set than they're going to get to play uh, at the main venue. But I figured since I'm seeing them there, hopefully I'll get to see them again, maybe headlining somewhere else. So I had to get the Madball tickets.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I, I can't find the other band's name. I, my apologies. It's just that uh, stuff like this happens. But yeah, I wasn't at that show, but I did see the uh, I did see some of the videos on there. I saw part of fire. Uh, fart the future. <laughs> Fight the future set.
1: <laughs> that, that's going to be the name of your next project. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> the future fart the fart. future. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You are right. Uh, by the way, I, I don't want to cut you off on that specific topic, but there is very few shows. The Madball one, this was as of... Three days ago, and I haven't seen an update on their Instagram yet for Punk Rock Bowling. The Mad Ball Show, the Laura Jane Gray Show, I'm just mentioning the headliners. The Slackers, Mad Caddy Show, because I'm not trying to scroll to see the other, the smaller fonts. Sorry, everybody. Mariachi El Bronx and Scott Lights Show, and then the Luna Chicks Show. Those are not sold out yet, uh, or at least as of that point. So if you want to go to any of those, you don't have tickets yet, you better hurry. If not, the Hogs and Heifers uh, venue always does shows. are usually like 5 buck donation or $10 donation. Oh, yeah. And they do those every night. Uh, Chris, who used to do the, sh- do the show, he's going to be out there. He wanted to do that, uh, the Hogs and Heifers, one of the nights. I got tickets to the Suicide Machines Strung Out Show, to the Madball H2O Show, which is not sold out yet. And then the Unseen Defiance show with Starving Wolves and Soldiers of Destruction. Yes! Had to get a ticket to that one. I want to go see those guys, especially getting to see them in Vegas. Even though there were a lot, I that surprise guest has Slapshot playing. So I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to go to that because I bet the surprise guest is going to be awesome. And I'd love to see Slapshot. Uh, well,
0: Slapshot is gnarly. Right. I saw them down there. So many fights. So many fights! <laughs> I'm sure
1: the slackers mad. Caddy show was would have been good. I definitely wanted to get to the Bishop's Green show. I love that band. And Bad English is awesome. Uh, Potato Pirates are playing with Left Alone. Days and Days is headlining. So many great shows. There's a lot of other great ones. We'll talk more about those. And maybe I'm punking over worldwide. I'll do. I don't know, some episodes leading up to punk rock bowling because there's obviously so many great bands at the main venue and then these club shows. But that I figured I would mention since those tickets just went on sale and are now most of them sold out. I bet if they updated that, there'd probably be a few others that would be sold out.
0: Oh, yeah. Usually happens. By the way, I found the I found the name of that band, Fancy Lads. Fancy Lads. Yeah, Fancy oh, yeah.
1: Lads. That's who they're playing with on their next show on the 24th.
0: Yep. Yeah indeed they are
1: so we'll talk more about Fight the Future here in just a moment Eric is there anything else you want to mention on the concert live show
0: or are you ready for your album oh no I have a I have a few others okay good god Damn it. Going through my photos and nothing scrolling. Anyway, I have the flyers right here. There are a couple shows coming up this week. On Friday, there is the wonderful The Usurpers, who are awesome. playing with the amazing All Systems Fail, opening up for a band called The Runts, who come from Los Angeles. That's awesome. That's All, Friday? Yep, that is Friday in the parking lot of Spooks and Oliver Punk Rock Store, which is up on State Street street. Awesome. God. Well, if you're yeah. in Salt Lake or anywhere near it and you want to go see that show, get there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'd love to see all systems fail again. And also, uh, this Saturday, I will be playing a show with the amazing, talented, wonderful Goat Sifter. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited for that one. And we'll also be playing with Sac which is just straight death metal coming out of... Uh, Coming from one of my friends' bands, who I've been seeing perform for quite some time, and there is a band that are. This is pretty funny. It is spelled as written: G E E Z apostrophe S, also known as Jesus. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> nice. That's what their handle is on uh on Facebook and Instagram: Jesus the Band. <laughs> anyway, that will be at uh, Ace's High Saloon, and on Saturday, and yeah, that'll be five dollars. 21 Up, I'm sorry, kids. (laughs) We will be playing an all-ages show soon, but I will make the announcement of that when the time comes. And also, there was one more show, and this is actually leading into my great cover-to-cover album. Um, A couple of episodes ago, I spoke of the uh, former bassist of Bane, Stu Packard, or uh, I think I said his name wrong. Whatever, their old-school bassist, Stu, who uh, passed away as a result of his battle with cancer. Um, they were, there was a show that was going to be, that was planned as like a uh, get well party back in, uh, back on the second in, I believe it was in New Jersey or, uh, or no, it wasn't Jersey. It was Boston. That
1: would make yeah, sense. Yeah.
0: The House of Blues of Boston. It was inclusive of the Bouncing Souls, Sick of It All, H2O, and Rebuilder. And it was supposed to, yeah. And it was a benefit show for, uh, we With Stew. And then... After Stu passed away, Bane saw it in themselves as to reunite for that one. Now, Bane, they have been inactive for close to two years now. And they made like a huge spectacle as like their uh, final tour around the world and just uh, saying goodbye to everyone who came out to their shows. And they had their last album, Don't Wait Up, which I played on the show beforehand about a yeah, somewhat of a year and a half ago. I can't remember which episode, but it was a long time ago. And, and yeah, the fact that they, uh, came with that, it was a bit of a, it was a shocker. (laughs) It was a weird announcement. And, and yeah, the, one of the guys that I follow, the YouTuber and also the, uh, (laughs) the guy who like is beholden to all of the, (laughs) basically all of the live hardcore show footage, he, uh, yeah, Sonny or Hate 56, as they like to be calling it. He has he has the footage of that show. He is going to be releasing it in some point in the future under the Bane reunion, and you know just be patient. If uh, you Bane fans, whether East Coast or worldwide, did not know that that was happening, and it was a surprise to you, it was a surprise to me. You will be able to witness some of it in a digital format. Awesome. I think that's amazing. And with that, that brings me into my great cover to cover album. It all comes down to this. That al- one of the first albums from Bane. Not necessarily the first, but it was the first one to put them on the map in my opinion. And Bane, I've I've said it before they are one of the they were one of the strangest hardcore bands at the time and that they were And that they were adding a lot more weird melody and wonky riffs in sort of the same vein as like a Vision of Disorder or Snapcase. But it wasn't as mathematical or as chaotic as, you know, the guys that would eventually go on to be Converge and Dillinger Escape Plan. They kept it more on the melodic side, but it wasn't the same melodic hardcore at the time, which would be conceived as Strike Anywhere or Comeback Kid eventually. They just existed on their own plane. It's like they could be very hard hitting, very rabid, very punk and hardcore, but then they could pull it back a little bit and they could just let the melodies bleed a little bit and just make you and just be soothed in the sereneness of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, in in light of the passing of Stu, and uh, also in accordance to their, uh, you know, to the uh, out of nowhere reunion. Um they did release a shirt that have the uh, lyrics to their song from the note end with an ellipsis and <clears throat> excuse me, uh I'm skipping on the uh the names of the lyrics that they do have on that shirt, but they are from there. It's like I will uh something like I will uh keep you with me forever. It was uh yeah, it was something of a something of a of a eulogy song, okay. you know. And Bane has a couple of those, but that is from the album "The Note." I am talking about. It all comes down to this, and the one that I feel best represents the feelings that everyone is going, but particularly the ones who were closest of him. I'm talking about not just the members of of Bane themselves, but also Stu's family. You know, basically, when someone is uh, ousted from your life, someone who's hopped off of this mortal coil, or in other words, just a just abandoned you, just uh, <laughs> regardless of the history you guys had with each other, is like that person is gone, or the person I no longer recognize, and now I'm left with the memories of him and the fucking eradicate. I don't know how to eradicate these feelings from me. And the song title best says it best says it, my cross to bear. So that is the song that I chose, which best represents the emotions that are going through fans. And the, and the emotions that are going through the band themselves. So here it is, Bane's My Cross to Bear. The shirt pulled up, and I was close to what the quote says on the back. It is, and there are those I'll carry with me forever. Awesome! It's one of the big, uh, yeah, one of the big lyrics in that song from the note, and maybe that song will get some uh, playtime on here. I mean, Bane has a pretty flawless discography. That's great. <laughs> yeah, very short, but but worth every note. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, again. As I said in the last episode, there were no albums that Stu was on as a bassist, but he toured with them extensively, met people around the world, developed relationships uh, in and with that, in and out of the band, along with other touring partners, and just and just everything. So, as you can as you can tell, if you've been following their Instagram or you've been following the news behind his uh, death and the. Uh, The Maguire family. That's his last name, Maguire. (laughs) It was a Freudian slip. I don't know where that came from, but yeah. (laughs) Apologies, Maguire. (laughs) You know, and yeah, people had a relationship to him, and so much so that Bane had to come back into the fold just five years after they had played their final show. So this is like a five-year anniversary thing all rolled up into one. It's just sad that this was the reason they had they felt to reunite, right? <laughs> or maybe I am reading too deep into it. Maybe this was planned, maybe it was planned from the start. They just didn't announce it and they just wanted to make that announcement as it was. Or I don't know, maybe this was just a spur of the moment thing. But, but again, not reading too deep into it. The bottom line is Bane came back for a show. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and yeah, this is kind of a weird uh, transition into the uh, into the next song that I chose, and it is one of their uh, it is one of their hallmarks in in all of their songs. I mean, they don't play a lot of music from their first album, but when they do play anything from their first album, it is this one. It is the song "Can We Start Again." So. And I'm not choo- I'm not choosing this song because I am precursing a, an actual reunion and a tour to follow after that. I don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> but, but it is kind of uh, it is kind of uh, going back into you know with death one does get nostalgic they start thinking of, about on the times that you had with somebody and again, you probably do think can we just go back to before this all happened so again, uh, yeah. Can we start again? Go back to what it meant back then.
1: <laughs> it is
0: talking about the uh, music scene in general. So that's why. So yeah, really, I chose this song because I love it. It is one of the first songs I ever got mic time on <laughs> when it started going <laughs> to hardcore shows. So so yeah, it holds a special spot in my in my atrium. So let's give this a listen.
3: We've died a day for a job we told me about a place Where the dreams were accepted. Just by words inside A deed of open The same high school shit All the walls came and breaking Got a bunch of milk Brain by brain Why wanted to make a new game With no one to miss And just wanted to skate It's a mock suicidal Day when someone told me about a place We're accepted, judged by what's inside. We'll sing of truly open mind. Are we still sing of open mind? Do you still believe? I do! Do you still believe?
0: So there you are. That is uh, Bane. Two of their best songs from one of their best albums. It all comes down to this. So that is the second album i have uh, i have gushed over from that band the other being <laughs> don't wait up which i still hold as a seminal release and a really great endpoint, a wave of goodbye to everybody but we honestly had no idea that they would be coming back in the way that they did even if it's just for a show it's it's worth it in the end so yeah bane we love you and we hope you all are doing well on and off the stage. And we and we hope that Stu's family, all the McGuire's out there. We hope that you are recovering as well as you possibly can. And again, any uh, anything you buy from a Bain site, any merch, all that is going into their uh, going back to their family as beneficiaries. So so yeah, get on that if you really want a Bain shirt. Now's the time to get it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it's a good time and a good thing to support. We have now reached that point in the show where we have an interview. But before we do that, we're going to play a track. We're going to have Fight the Future, as we talked about early on in the show. All four mm-hmm. members are going to join us here as soon as this track plays. They gave us a couple tracks to play that are unreleased on a unscheduled, soon, maybe later this year, release. We'll see. So what you're going to hear still sounds good. It's good quality, but... It's unreleased, and you know, the preface. I, I don't know if they're a disclaimer that I'll put out there. I don't know if they wanted it out there or not. I can't remember, but uh, it may sound different when it comes final on the actual release that comes out later in the year when mm-hmm. you hear these tracks. So, this may be the only place that you're going to hear these tracks as they are, unless. They're playing them the same way at a live show, so if you want to hear them, you can go to always go to a Fight the Future show, but yeah. when the release comes out later in the year, they may not sound exactly like this, so we're going to play a couple tracks. First track before the interview is Class of Fools, so we're going to get right into that, and then followed by that, we're going to have Kelly, Adrian, Jordan, and Duke all joining us in studio. Oh, yes. A.K.A. The Basement.
0: Yep, The Basement. <laughs> also, really quick, I may have said some things in the beginning of the show regarding To Fight the Future. And I said like uh, something along the realms of skate punk. I was mistaken them. I saw Fight the Future, and somewhere in my head it got lost, and it came out as Fail to Follow. <laughs> I was like, when did we interview Fail to Follow? And. It's right here in front of me. It is not that bad. So,
1: it is not Fail the Follow. Did do an interview with a couple of guys from Fail the Follow, but that was like two, two and a half years ago. I remember, ago. I do remember
0: that. <laughs> I remember that episode coming out and everything. But yeah, for some reason, that's what came up in my head. Fight the Future. We talked to them a few days ago.
1: <laughs> yes. It, this is not going to sound very skate punk. So, uh, <laughs> you can judge for yourself what you think. Here goes uh, one of those tracks. The, Uh, one after not that you'll remember because that'll be about 30 minutes or so from now but it'll be downcast days but right now it's class of fools so here we go this fight the future
0: are sitting here currently with uh, two of the members, the other two are on their way, (laughs) with uh, Fight the Future. Come up to the mic and introduce yourselves, please.
5: Yeah, I'm uh, Jordan Breen. Uh, I play drums in Fight the Future.
0: Adrian Rollins guitars. Some of you guys are familiar with Adrian. Mm -hmm. We've uh, had him on the show before in his uh, other band, Social Stigma.
6: That's right. I play guitar there, too.
0: Yes, he does. A master class guitar smith. Yes, (laughs) Um, he is. Yep, in and out of the hardcore scene, but yeah. So he's like half the hardcore scene at this point. No, <laughs> <laughs> no.
5: the trouble that we are. You <laughs> <laughs> we were almost pulling like a double header on our last show. Almost, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: Oh yeah. Both of his bands.
0: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, did Fight the Future end up playing that show? We did. So, yes. Yeah,
5: it, it ended yeah, up being a, like a hundred times better than we thought. Yeah. It was like seven last minute lineup changes, and they're like, You're playing first. Wait. You're playing last. Wait. And we're <laughs> like, Can we just.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. But we just set up and that's play. That's what Cheerios functions. Uh... <laughs>
5: but I mean, like, I hadn't seen like a circle bit like that for years. <laughs> at least for one of my bands playing, anyway. Right. So, yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. I, I was happy time. to see everyone go nuts.
6: Yeah, it was a good time. And uh, I, I like that it was at a location that normally you wouldn't play at.
0: Yeah. The parking
6: lot of a tattoo shop.
0: Yeah, the the back lot of yeah. Resolute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, that just a cool. lot yeah. of gravel everywhere. <laughs> the vocals
5: sound really good after watching this video. So I, yeah. You could hear her, and that's, like, really rare, honestly, for a DIY show. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah, hear every syllable
0: Most of the time you're only speaking in syllables You don't know what the words are Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a slander on you If anything it's a slander <laughs> on myself <laughs> I do slur my words a little I'm yelling Hopefully the feedback from the mic is uh, Not picking up as well Right. Okay, so yeah It was a good show, unfortunately I was not Able to make it, prior obligations I'm afraid, but I know you guys are gearing up to do Another one Mm-hmm. At least I assume. What is It's the hardcore scene. There's <laughs> that's always another I... show.
6: I think we're playing uh, Aces High. Oh
0: yeah, on
6: on the twenty fourth.
0: Yeah. So
6: with Fancy Lads.
0: Oh yeah, the the Fancy Lads is one I haven't heard of yet.
6: They are uh, no, punk like ska. A,
0: yeah, they're a ska punk band. Uh, they're pretty good. They're fun. They're yeah. Fun
6: normally boy. we don't do bar shows, but they have vegan food there, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, they just got it in, too. And yeah. we might be paid. <laughs>
5: yes, we may get paid.
0: Man, I wonder what that's like. I've, I've, I've yeah. had it
6: happen. It, it's an anomaly, but it happens. Yeah,
0: it's happened a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. just It just depends on who's promoting and who's where right. you're playing, pretty much. How many right. people show up, right? Yeah. 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 No, I
5: tell people uh, if I was doing this for... Uh, if I wanted to make a living, I would have quit
0: this a long, <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've just been joined by the other half of Fight the Future. Now would you two care to introduce yourselves?
7: Sure. I'm Duke. I play bass. Uh, yeah. I'm Kelly, and I sing,
8: and I'm just the reason we're late. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: At least you're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We're, we're here now. We got you all caught up. And now that, now that everybody is here, we can actually get into the history of the band. When did it start? How did it start? What was the idea behind it?
8: Adrian messaged me, and he was already so. Adrian, know, and I
5: like. I, so I met Adrian through his wife a couple years ago, and we just sort of were like, "We should do a band, yeah. We should do a band, yeah. We should do a band for like three years." We we're like, yeah, "Yeah, that'd be fun." And then yeah. one day we finally just <laughs> got together and started jamming, uh, and it turned out really well. Mm-hmm. And Adrian knew Kelly. Yeah,
8: and I came um, and started playing guitar. Yeah, and. We thought we found another singer and it didn't work out, so I guess I just started singing. And then yeah. Duke, Duke, I played
7: music with Duke. Duke, Duke
6: reluctantly joined.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was super apprehensive because I had kind of a bad music experience with the last band I was in with Kelly. <laughs> 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 she talked me into it. Like, yeah. it. Turns out I actually like doing this. Yes. <laughs> well, it's nice to have people who
5: consistently show up for the job, you know? Yeah. Because you guys have tons of issues with drummers. Didn't you have, like, something crazy, like over ten drummers? Thirteen. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: know that many existed. So. I know. Like, are there even, like,
5: five punk
8: drummers I mean, in many weren't
7: good, to be
0: fair. Yeah. Yep. For, every, for every ten bands, there is three drummers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the rule. The
7: early 2000s were a dark, dark time. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've heard the stories. Uh, but
7: they, their band went pretty hard,
5: though. I mean, they did, you know, several, like, U.S. tours, and, uh... Some festival stuff.
0: So yeah, kind of the typical startup point, you know, three years of uh, will we, won't we, sort of (laughs) (laughs) of thing. Yeah. Was the I don't know the basis of the recording and doing the EP sort of on the same thing, or was that more cut and dry? It was just
5: put something out for people to listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, That that was it. We just wanted to have something so someone can see what we sounded like, and um, we actually demoed our whole. uh, next couple of songs that we're doing um, nice we may or may not release a little bit of that but we're looking to record by the end of that year though get some nice pro recordings out
0: yeah seems to be the end point for so many bands this year (laughs) yeah that's the
5: biggest hurdle I think yeah is getting like good decent professional recordings and getting it all organized and paid for right oh yeah that's really what helps bands uh, get off their feet
0: Oh yeah, and it also gives you tangible proof of like what actually needs to be tightened up.
5: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, well especially the (laughs) demos, and I think that was the main reason why we demoed them first was so we can just make sure they
7: sounded good. Uh, Yeah, and the pandemic was like it hit everybody hard. Obviously, Um, a lot of bands didn't survive, but ours actually kind of flourished. Mm -hmm. So by the time you know we were about to the end of of this whole shenanigans, uh, we you know we had. Completed our 14th song, and we bought a bunch of gear to, like, practice with in ears and we had recorded everything and mixed everything down, and now we're playing out, and, you know, everything, I think, is pretty tight. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think our demo is a lot better than the EP we put out, so
8: we, <laughs> don't, we don't really want to, like, I don't want to say <clears throat> erase that, but, like, replace we, we might it. We pull it off yeah. of
5: Wait. the main stuff, but maybe leave it on, like, a band camp for, you know, like, fans who would care about that yeah. kind of old all shitty recording stuff. Mm. <laughs> I understand that.
0: Uh-uh.
6: <laughs> uh, knowing the uh, the lifespan of most hardcore bands, we wanted to also document our labor yeah. in making the songs because usually, <clears throat> what happens is those bands don't last long enough to even get anything recorded. So yeah. we wanted yeah, to down. get everything it yeah. down, and that helped a lot with you know solidifying our sound too. Yeah, oh. yeah.
8: I think a whole band of like <clears throat> professionists is. Like, we're never going to have a complete recording, probably, (laughs) that that we're satisfied with. I'm not a perfectionist. (laughs) I would say probably the rest of us are. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Because, like, I don't, yeah. I I try to remember that perfect is the enemy of done. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to, when I do a recording, if there's, like, one little flub, I always try to make myself be like, okay, I'm going to accept that this is here and I'm not going to yeah. just lose my mind over one tiny
0: but,
7: whatever, you know. But if you're like me, you still change your parts to this day. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can attest to that. That's oh, yeah. to the dismay of many of my band members. I'm like, hey, try this drum part. Oh, maybe this bass part would actually work better. That's <laughs> just, and yeah, I get it. They get so <laughs> goddamn confused. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, it's like I'm running a Monopoly board, and I'm not good at Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs>
1: so with your EP, we did play Gaslight right after you put it out. So you put it out January 10th of 2020. So it's been a year and a half, and you're going to be recording maybe the end of this year, looking for like a Well, a by years. the end of this year. Oh, by year. the end of
5: the we're year. We're open sooner than later. Awesome. Like so hopefully a
1: release later. before the two-year mark?
5: We're hoping. So we're actually going to be playing on Long Island and uh, in Brooklyn and in Boston. Awesome. And, uh, on the East Coast, yeah. In uh, oh. November of this year. So we're just, we want to get, the, the goal is to have something pressed to a 7-inch before then. Right. So That'd be awesome. We'll see if it works out. Yeah. Things have just been insane for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to hold on and get it all done, you know. <laughs> well, uh, you're
1: talking about replacing. Are you going to re, re-record for... I guess if you are only doing a seven-inch, why would you want to do the, anything with the original four <laughs> tracks? We yeah. were talking about the perfection part. We're, we're Is there gonna, something you want to replace that you've already recorded from the? Yeah, EP? we're
5: we're gonna do all of we're gonna redo all of those songs. We're gonna do a seven-inch. We might record twelve to fourteen songs so, the, so that way we can have something to release next year without having to you know shoehorn in a, a whole ton of new songs. So mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that's um, awesome. And with that many songs, you're going to go to Brooklyn. You'll have a seven-inch, hopefully. Yeah. Then, it, you know, you're obviously <clears throat> willing and wanting to go out and travel, go see some places, play some shows. As much as we can, you know, because right, we, you know, we're all adults with full-time <clears throat> jobs, and yes. some of us had kids. <laughs> so you know, where we
5: can, we, we will. Yeah. Right. Like, Just build honestly, on that PTO. <laughs> yeah, playing like <laughs> punk rock and hardcore as an adult—that's like the number one barrier, I would say. Uh, As far as playing outside of, you know, your
1: city. Well, good idea if you have tracks. You line up some shows, I don't know, somewhere around here or elsewhere. Say if you're here with a band out of Denver or a band out of Boise and you guys do a split and you have a 7-inch and you tour together, something else out like that. Mm. You know, different concept, uh, Savage Beat and Death Ridge Boys. That's a band out of Amsterdam and a band out of Portland. They put together a split. And Savage Beat came over right. and did a West Coast tour, yeah. and they sold the 7-inch together. So if you have excess tracks and you're looking to put 7 yeah, inches out... Yeah, would
5: be down, you know, so any good bands who are listening, you know, <laughs> get us up. <laughs> any good bands. Good, we might good be interested in quotes. In, right? right? <laughs> might be interested in some collab, you know. Sure. Good is relative. Yeah. It's, it's eye yeah. of beho- the beholder. If you're up our <laughs> alley... A little bit doesn't have to, doesn't have to be exact. <laughs> which but it's something you know? Honestly, I'm not sure what up our alley. <laughs> <is> <laughs> a a cool. good band or good people. But either of them, but,
8: preferably both. <laughs> yeah. In whatever genre you think we are, which I'd rather actually really do
5: one with a shitty band who was who was cool <laughs> than like a good band who were assholes. Yeah. So like I will say that. So calling
7: all shitty bands.
5: Yes. <laughs> if cool. well, yeah, if you're cool. Well, if you're cool, well then
0: you'll look good by comparison. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean maybe. <laughs> maybe. Talking on the subject of uh, good music, what was the inspiration behind uh, the music and uh, I guess also the lyrics behind Tombs? To like, well, yeah, Tombs, but the band in general, as to what, as what set it apart from all the other guys, the in the scene as well
6: so it begins with the x-files <laughs> i knew that <laughs> so and and uh, not everybody's familiar with the x-files because it is an old show i have to acknowledge it. that it's not an old show to me <laughs> but highly recommended, though. i highly so recommend, recommend it, it but everything. it starts with the x-files and we thought uh i always thought that it would be fun to have a like not a, not necessarily a yeah. themed hardcore band but around that but something that has that sort of aesthetic <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I think you know uh, when Kelly and I initially talked about it, I think Kelly was like, "Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be down to play, you know, youth core, youth crew type of uh, sound with you, and, yeah. and that sort of thing." And I was just coming off being with deep Romance at the time when I was talking to Jordan about it. So that's where it started. As far as the lyrics go, uh, that's
0: that's Kelly's department. <laughs> Is that- is the next EP going to be called X-Files X? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. <laughs> uh, I think that, uh,
8: like, my role for myself is when I get stuck on lyrics, I I try to, like, turn to the X-Files to, like, just make another... So that's what I'm working on right now, actually, um, is another X-Files song. But I just took, like, a like a Facebook question, like, what's your favorite episode? And and then just went through everybody's episodes and, like, started watching them. and nice. And obviously, like... Tombs shows up multiple times in the series and he's just so creepy. So. Well,
0: yeah. and he's creepy and he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. <laughs>
8: and he makes cocoons. And yeah.
0: So <laughs> 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 I think it's funny we got one, we got the Mandalore <coughs> taking inspiration from Star Wars and now we have one taking inspiration from X Files. <laughs> and I,
8: I proposed to them because we have a, like, Kind of Star Wars themed song, and I was like, "You guys should write an X Files oh, yeah. song." Like, Our song uh, called "Bring Balance."
5: Yeah, so obviously. obviously yes. Somewhat <laughs> related to Star Wars. Mm. Or inspired.
0: Well, on new music, like, how's the evolution going? Is it like a? Is there somewhat of a change of pace, or is there somewhat? Is it somewhat the same, or is it too early to tell? Well, I think we've
8: definitely evolved, like, especially with like. Duke's influence, because yeah. he's very, like, articulate and musical, and
5: I don't know. What do you think? Well, Duke was cranking out songs. I would say, like, Duke wrote most of them, and then Adrian and Kelly wrote the
7: rest kind of musically, but Duke, for a while, was just pumping them out, and a <laughs> lot of them were really good. So I'm, like, one of those old, um, hey, you kids get off my lawn kind of people. <laughs> so, like, in my mind, music stopped being cool you know, a while ago. <laughs> and therefore, I have not listened to new music. I just had it building up in my head for a really long time. And I don't know what I'm writing. I don't know what to classify it as. I just pump out songs, and they sound cool to me. And, you know, it's... it's What I write is obviously different from the end product because everybody puts their two cents in. And
2: mm-hmm. I,
8: think, know, that I like, think that's our sound.
7: I, think I feel like a lot of your writing is,
8: like, heavily inspired by old, like, melodic hardcore stuff. Though. I think that, like, oh, like bass yeah. lines and, like... Yeah. Hmm. he plays a lot of notes
2: (laughs) that's good
0: (laughs) i mean i've uh i've attested time and time again it's like there's no basis in this band the fuck is wrong with them (laughs)
7: well i mean the the thing about the lot of notes thing is like yeah maybe but like it has to be fun to play too right Yeah. yeah so like if you're not entertaining yourself while you're playing then you're gonna lose steam and
5: Yeah, if it's boring. Mm -hmm. That's how
7: it goes for me on drums, too,
5: is, like, I can't have two parts match each other too much, so I don't feel like I'm ripping myself off and then have, like, these same, like, kind of repeating drum parts. So, like, whether they're complicated or not, I just like to change where I accent
7: stuff and where I put in fills, all of it. Uh, It just keeps it entertaining for myself. Yeah. I, I, I like country music, but... Man, I feel bad for country bassists. <laughs> I, think you're, I, I, I think it's way fun
8: to just play that one string on the bass. So I played in hardcore bands, and that's all. It feels like you play it's this. Like then you just like don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's, fine.
0: it's all the more excuses to uh, jump around and be right. rambunctious about it. Right. It's like,
7: I'm just hitting one note, right. but that's not me either.
0: So. Yeah. You can also go yeah, that it. like rambunctious the Bitty Stigma route, where he's just so energetic on stage that they actually have to turn down his guitar so no one hears the mistakes. <laughs> but he still does the solo on Power. No one hears it, but it's, it's still there. Well,
1: we cover your past, your present, and your future, roughly, right? The future's always yeah. unwritten. Uh, right do future. you have any plans for... Besides tours, right, those are just, if the band can work something (laughs) out, then you get together, you're going to go to the East Coast, that's fantastic, or the Mm -hmm. Northeast, rather. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you plan to play a lot of shows locally? Those are obviously easier to put together because you don't really have to travel, but you still got to work around people's schedules. Eric had some issues. April and May with band members, you know, just happens to be on the night that a show's happening and mm, somebody's yeah. getting married that day and they have yeah. to be in the wedding. Still made it, but another <laughs> yeah. band member that on a different Tyler. day had plans on a show. Yeah, so Tyler. any of that can come up, but are you looking to play, uh. you know, um, every show that comes your way? I think we'll play
5: wherever makes sense. We want to play as much as possible, but we also want the vibe to be good, you know. Hmm. Uh, you know, we, we try to... We'll favor all ages shows over bar shows if, sure. if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to play with like as many different kinds
8: of bands as possible. Yeah. Like like the old days. Like I don't want to. So we're yeah,
5: work. we're up to you know, if it fits, we're up to do as much as we possibly can if uh, you know, the schedules work yeah. out. Schedule's so like the same
1: somewhere. criteria as the splits, right? Songs yeah. are cool, not assholes. Cool. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Nowadays
5: I value that so much more than a good band <laughs> after playing for, you know, fifteen or more years. Right.
8: That's it? Yeah,
0: that's all. That's, that's all. all. <laughs> not that's tossle really <laughs> his hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. <laughs> this question this will probably give a little
1: insight, you know, as maybe influences. Instead of saying, hey, I'm influenced by all these bands, we'll ask every one of you if you could do a split with anybody, so a band of your choice, and whoever it is is going to say yes, oh, no. who's the band?
2: That is an excellent question. <laughs> That'll give us an idea of maybe somebody
1: list. that you're into. Oh, Ooh,
6: that's I a good question.
8: I don't like. I honestly yeah. don't listen to that much punk or hardcore anymore. That's what, <laughs> I'm what I was just, gonna like, say. Like, How you? I should like. I think I just like get really stuck in singer songwriter stuff and like. um... I mean, if you have band suggestions, send them to me. But I just like <laughs> I don't.
7: Well, know. E- even if
6: it's a band that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe. Sure.
7: Oh no, that yeah. makes it way harder. <laughs> yeah,
8: so yeah hard. it does.
0: <laughs> it's like you just open the floodgates. Right. Yeah. Well, you Do can play I band. At your
7: Iron Maiden shirt. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was looking at your Iron Maiden shirt. I was like, hmm, no. Uh,
8: I, for, for me, no. For speaking me, for of that, that, a band that's me. not going to
5: make us look good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for me it would be voice that's fire. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Yeah. If it were bands that would make sense for us to be on a split with that I like, it would be bands like I don't know, um, like Dag Nasty or um, mm-hmm. oh, what's the Kid Dynamite mm-hmm. and then or you know, even the classics like the Gorilla Biscuits and the Minor Threat and all of that. Um Yeah. That's just up that vein, vein, but if it was like for me today, like some of my favorite bands now are bands like, uh, they're called Remember Sports and uh, like Beach Bunny, but those are like, almost like ice cream pop kind of punk stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they're really cool though, they're like... Not even beach pop punk, (laughs) just uh, ice cream pop punk. If Jordan
7: gets seven choices, I want more. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead and take them off. The I can't fix one. Yeah, just babe them cat off. Beach the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Uh, no. Obviously, Iron Maiden is a huge influence. Yeah, um, yeah. I love them. Yeah. Anthrax, I love. I'm a total metal kid from the 80s. And, hey, hail to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jane Church was one of my favorite bands through the 90s and 2000s. And like the East Bay punk rock scene, like Crimp Shrine and and Cringer. Tilt. Um, Tilt. Jawbreaker, of course. Mm. Um, Yeah, any of that stuff
6: I'd be stoked on. I was gonna say Snap uh, or Snapcase or Comeback Kid.
7: Oh yeah, Comeback Kid. Yeah,
6: I would. I mean, maybe not. not Maybe not do a split because they're really, really good. (laughs) Uh, A tour, a tour with them would be super awesome. With those those bands.
1: Well, one last question for me then is: speaking of tours, the floodgates are starting to open, Mm -hmm. and tours are coming. Like a I've noticed uh, August, September have a few, at least through Salt Lake, uh, especially because punk Rock bowlings in September, we're near Las Vegas, and some of those bands are gonna try to hit Salt Lake as well on their tours. But October, like every single day, there's somebody coming to our town. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any that you are aware of that you would like to see that are coming to Salt Lake or even some that you are looking to travel to, whether you're going to punk rock bowling or crashed out or mm. somewhere else? Uh, I would love to go to punk rock bowling. I have a few friends
5: going. I just don't know right now if it'll work.
1: Gorilla Biscuits will be there. Yeah, yeah. I saw well, they I played it's... a year.
5: I saw them. You
1: know, I like, seen them too. Was
5: two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Was that one you yeah. played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah no, that was amazing. I <laughs> was like, oh, that was unbelievable. Sorry. A, we had a show I that had a show that friends. night and left We early. Did. We played a show <laughs> And uh, we are like, all right, we're going to Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> There's, like, four people. We we're like, had to... everyone's at Gorilla Biscuits. we got to go. I had to work
0: l- that night, but I have my friend call it an emergency. <laughs> saying, <laughs> I wrecked my car. Do. I didn't need someone to pick me up all the way out in, uh, say, Daybreak, Utah. All right, I have to drive to Daybreak. <laughs> well, it's going
5: to take a while. I don't know yeah. if
0: I'll be back. It, it was a whole set's worth.
5: It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Is the... Uh, I saw a bunch of uh, Dropkick posters here. Isn't the From Boston to Berkeley coming through? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be oh, go at Rio Tinto.
1: And the Bronx Maybe. are oh, yeah.
5: sweet. opening. Oh, yeah. I've seen the Bronx I've seen them. two or three times. I can't I've seen
0: them remember. four or five times at really every time. Good. So yes. good. Uh, yeah. And They're there'll be a Punk bad. Rock Bowling, too. I know.
5: Uh, Teenage <laughs> Bottle Rocket might be coming through, but I can't remember off oh, yeah. the yeah. top of my head. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think I saw something
0: like that. Like to see them again. Yeah, I've, se- I've um, seen I've seen them a ton of times. Yeah, I could actually sport the flex. I've seen them when Brandon Saller was still alive. <laughs> yeah,
5: R.I.P. for real.
0: Yeah, uh, he's
5: Seriously. a good. I mean, because you know, it sounds like sounds like it can be like simple Ramones core, but. To play, you know, like double beats on hi hat for you know, non stop an hour or more, that mm-hmm. it, it yeah. takes a lot of skill. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I,
8: I, think I saw them play on accident once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, I so went to see, accident. yeah, Rocket from the Crypt was playing in LA, and I went, and there was like another room, and they were just in there playing like two months, oh, yeah. it was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I don't really listen to
5: them, but they're good.
8: Admittedly, a
0: lot lot of their stuff bleeds together. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Much like 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 the Ramones does. (laughs) It's Ramones
5: chord, you know. It's like heavy downstroke, like power chords. But they're really good at it. Yeah, they're the best to come out since the Ramones for it. So I don't know about that. (laughs) That's a big statement.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Same
5: as.
0: Yeah.
8: (laughs) Although the other bands that have done it well are all kind of like. Problematic in
0: their own way, like Screeching Weasel and yeah. the Queers, uh, and, yeah. <laughs> yes. so, so I guess we can there's a reason why the I think it was the Queers wrote the uh, Ben Weasel. He's an asshole. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's a jerk. <judge. laughs> got the yeah, they got the weird things. I remember yeah. seeing Screeching Weasel when they were doing the SLC Punk Two uh, concert. Oh, scene oh yeah, all who else played that? Was it the the Dwarves, the dwarves and. Right. Uh, extreme corporal punishment uh, <laughs> which was which really was eight bucks experiment doing their reunion show uh, and I can't, I can't remember who the other band was they were a there were a two man well, two women band right can't, i can't remember their name i just remember i just remember they covered los angeles by x Nice, that cool. was pretty cool yeah that's that'd be fun to see I was mainly there for the dwarves. (laughs) I saw the (laughs) dwarves. (laughs) People were the dwarves
8: played. I don't know how like this happened, but it was like in the heavy metal shop. Were you with that?
5: Oh, like, tiny no, I was tiny. Like, the was <laughs> that? Like, about approximately? I don't, year? I mean, probably around
8: 2002. Really? Maybe 2004. I don't know. Django, no, like, it had to have been after Django was born because I think I took him with me. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like, little, little. But no, we had to stand man. outside because, you know, there's there there was no room. The door, like, yeah. <laughs> and really, like, it's okay that my kid was there. You couldn't understand anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably couldn't. Probably was always thinking, why is he yelling? It
8: was crazy. He's, like, he's sat on stage with, what, Kevin Seconds and, uh, what's the guy's name? The Circle Jerks. Uh, Keith Morris? Keith Morris. Like, he was, and, and, like, Combat Kid. Like, he's, like, been to all these shows and, like, just... Been able to like hang out and sit on stage and like, yeah, you know, oh, he yeah. went to see the Gorilla Biscuits. He doesn't care, he's like 13 yeah, he's now, like, and he wants to listen to country music. And, like, yeah. I don't know what I do. <laughs> you are all these nerds. He's,
6: he's what a kid, a, a, a kid who has a punk rock mom, yeah, yeah, else. yeah the only
5: way to rebel against a punk mom is so to wear, wear a, a cowboy hat, <laughs> ready, yeah. wearing some Wranglers. Like, so, I, 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 luckily, he's like, young a f- enough it's probably.
0: Yes, I, I found this Beyonce product. CD in your room. You care to explain? <laughs> <laughs>
8: hey, I'd feel better about that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that'd
0: be a that'd be a funny, like a sketch comedy or something. <laughs>
5: a sitcom. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> I could see like Dave Grohl and uh, Fred Armiston doing some kind of like sketch along those lines. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: It's the punk rock parents. (laughs) Son,
5: you want to become a lawyer? (laughs) We need to sit down.
0: <laughs> you, we need to sit down about your report card. What is this 4.0 <laughs> GPA average? It's like Alex P. Keaton. Yeah. It's like, That's what I was thinking. I, I thought you said you were going to a show, but then I found out it was the library. <laughs> <laughs> Studying again. <laughs> taking away your phone. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking away your record
5: player.
1: <laughs> Where can we find information on demand? Social medias, uh, Bandcamp. camp, we'll, so, where's uh, the best place?
6: Yeah, on socials. Yeah. The only one I remember off the
5: top of my head is, so it's on Instagram, it's fight the future, and that's fight period the period future. The, yeah, uh, and then on Facebook. Fight the period. Fight T- the period, yeah. <laughs> fight like fight, fight doc, period the, the period
6: future. And no then period at I think
8: we have a TikTok, and I made a TikTok. Yes, And it's fightthefuture.x, but I don't, I, well, I have to learn how to TikTok, maybe my kid can teach me, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. it's confusing. I have no
5: clue how to TikTok. <laughs> right. I don't either. And we're it's, gonna, it's, we're on Facebook point, too,
7: I don't know what our Facebook handle is, but Google it. Let's future. It. At some point yeah. they're going to release the domain for fightthefuture.x, which we own, but they haven't yeah. released it yet, so yeah. at some point we'll have a website. We're, awesome. we're, like, we're
1: lucky to
5: have
7: a developer who free bought a domain <laughs>
5: before it released, so cool. we got that's that going struggle. For us <laughs> fight the future
1: band on
0: Facebook. Oh, oh
5: cool. yeah, that's what it is. So thanks.
0: For As that.
6: opposed to the movie,
0: right? right. Yeah, <laughs> a
6: pretty
5: good movie though. You
0: should watch it. And the and the bandcamp just uh, fight the future bandcamp. It uh, it I or,
5: it might
1: be band. fight the future slc bandcamp, but right. I can't. Fight the band future that slc that that yeah, band my memory's Man.
0: not that
1: shot yet, so <laughs> And if you go to your social medias, there is a video of the show you guys just did this last week. Yeah, so people can check out. Yeah. I don't know which songs. I-, I-, I seen the videos, didn't get a chance to listen. So We Walk Away, there you go. There's one of them right there. Mm-hmm. And that is also one of the four tracks that's on the Tombs EP. Yeah. But... <laughs>
8: <laughs> we'll have some more from an upcoming yeah, show. Yeah. My voice got like the smoke just wrecked me the other day. So yeah, smoke and dust down. didn't make me
0: happy. Right. <laughs> I blew my voice out the week of our uh, our show at Urban. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, so I got three days. I am not going to yell. Yeah,
1: he <laughs> sounded terrible. It we work. recorded on Wednesday. He had a show on Friday, and he sounded terrible. Like try to keep the talking to a minimum. Rest your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got <laughs> to yeah. drink that throat <laughs> coat tea twenty four seven. I was stoma my my voice. <laughs> Is there anything else we should know about you before we play some more music? Kelly <laughs> Kelly is
6: stronger than everybody in this room. Yeah.
1: There you go. Fun
6: fact. Yes. She will if you don't want to be tackled by Kelly. She'll make you unconscious.
2: Yeah.
0: I will I will put you in good faith and I will try my best to to avoid that. <laughs> I'll just be the token. You're doing great. <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs>
7: Also, three-fourths of us are vegan straight edge. Yes. <laughs> no pressure, Jordan. <laughs> I <just kidding.
5: laughs> I eat meatless a lot of the time, but they say it doesn't count, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we can't claim vegan nope. edge on yeah. our flyers. We still
8: have that dot .x, though, so it's
5: cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you're
0: halfway there. Isn't that like in Social Stigma, Jeremy isn't straight edge, but he's vegan?
6: Yeah, yeah, that's sort of the same situation. Now now we have Cole on bass, so. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, he's Cole uh, is not straight edge. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> he tries. I, I know knew. he does try. That's for his <clears throat> as far as good health. Yes. Well, shall we get to playing? Let's get yeah. playing
1: some more music. Thank you, everybody, for, you for joining us. us. Thanks for Appreciate having me.
0: Appreciate it. Fun. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Is new fight the future that you're not going to find anywhere just yet, and when you do find it, like I said before the interview, it might not sound exactly the same.
0: Yeah, probably. They might make some changes <laughs>
1: to it before yeah. they
0: release it. And I remember what their uh, uh, their bassist uh, Duke. Yeah, Duke. He was saying uh, how he uh, likes to likes to fret across the board, you know, with the uh, bass lines, play some notes that sh- maybe shouldn't be there. You definitely, they should. You, you definitely hear it in that last song. Yes. You know, if you're really listening, it's just adding a little bit more of that uh, sort of Matt Freeman, Chris Number Two vibrancy in there.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, but it's not quite so like uh, technical or uh, fritzy or anything like that. Well, I hope
1: you enjoyed the two fight the future tracks. We were hearing them. Um, for the first time, just like everybody else was that that got to hear them, minus, I'm sure, the people in the band. So we want to yeah. thank them for sharing those tracks so we can check them out here with you. Uh, we are going to play one more track. We're going to throw one more in there from Fight the Future off of their Tombs EP. That's T-O-O-M-S, just like we talked about in the interview in yep. reference
0: to uh, X-Files. Yep, the X-Files. That is one of the craziest villains that you'll <laughs> see in there. He's played by uh, the guy who played Percy in the Green Mile. You okay. Know, the, you know, the guard that everybody hates. <laughs> right. Well, you can check
1: the EP out. It came out January 2020. And again, like they said, they're hoping by the end of this year that they're going to have their release finished so they can take it with them up uh, to the Northeast when they head there. So we want to thank all four members of the band for joining us to talk about their band and what their band's up to. A lot of cool stuff. Looking forward to their next show and any other shows that they will be doing after that. So if you are in Salt Lake or anywhere around there on our Pioneer Day, which is July 24th, uh, get over to Ace's Saloon, Ace's High, and uh, check them out. Do it. Thank you again, everybody. Let's play one more track. We Walk Away is the name of the track off of the Tombs EP. And then we're going to be back to wrap up the show. So here we go. One more from Fight the Future. I love The way the song
0: ends, I know, just like when is
1: it time to walk away?
0: That's a that's such a, a kind of a prototypical uh stance in uh hardcore songwriting. It's like uh, you just want to start to slow down, then it picks back up again and it brings the chorus back or at least part of it, right? You know, or it just like has that little uh, chant along, call to arm sort of thing. You know, I love that. It's like you think it's gonna end. No, we got another thing coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to thank them again for joining
1: us on the show. Get out there, check out Fight the Future. If you're in Salt Lake, check them out. And up there in New York area, I can't remember. Did they say other places beside? I know it was a bunch of areas uh, or places in and around like New York City. It
0: was uh, technically the Northeast. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I think they. If I remember correctly, I think it was Boston and along with New York but but yeah
1: it's out there everybody it's, it's out there everybody out there in the northeast you heard the interview uh be on the lookout for when they make their way so you can check them out eric let's wrap up
0: the show what do you got for us this day oh uh, this day this is a song that is coming from my first favorite band <laughs> i'm talking when i was like 11 or 12 years old this was the band that I stuck to, I obsessed over, I wanted to get every single album of theirs, and I did. (laughs) I did, and I still have them. I still have them. This is the, I had to get all the DVDs, all the live concerts, any documentary I could get my hands on, whether they were trademarked or bootlegged, I had to have it. The band I am, of course, talking about is ACDC. Yeah, not with the X in the middle, with the lightning bolt in the middle. <laughs> that fucking band. <laughs> I'm talking about the schoolboy wearing guitarist, the uh the uh bowler cap, not the bowler, the uh news newsy cap wearing vocalist <laughs> and right. the and yeah, just the kind of the revolving door of members that come through. <laughs> okay, not really, but in the last few years, yeah, it definitely has been. <laughs> God damn. I'm not going to get into that one, even though I know ACDC's history front to back. I bet you do. I do. <laughs> I even made myself my own makeshift ACDC poster. I just make printouts of all their albums and all pictures that I thought, and I just taped them together, and I had it hanging in my room. I still got <laughs> it folded somewhere in my little storage bin or something. But again, the, ra- the realm of obsessiveness I had, Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering what
1: took you so long to play ACDC on the show.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because we did metal for such a long time, and I don't consider them a metal band. As in, you know, when they were first starting off, people were calling them a punk rock band. And then when they went into the 80s, people were calling them a metal band. And they just were saying, no, we are just a rock and roll band.
1: Right. They, that's where they fit. I mean, they in the 80s, they were getting played like on the hair metal shows. Mm-hmm. Hair metal Channels and stuff like that, but they're just a bluesy hard rock band. Yep, they play hard rock, not just like your regular rock, but some hard rock. But I wouldn't call them like a hard rock band either. So yep. who
0: knows? They are just they are just rock and roll. That's what they've always called themselves. Right. Uh One fan slash critic actually said it best. There there was like just think of the Rolling Stones on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that that about sums it up. And A lot of their sound really comes from uh, the magic behind the foundation of riffs, and people love to look at Angus, say that he was the, uh, say that he is the greatest guitarist at ACDC and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, yes, Angus is a fantastic guitarist. He solos like a motherfucker. He's got that energy, even though he's like in his seventies right now. He is still bringing his A game, and uh, yeah, pun intended, <laughs> his A game. He used to wear a hat that said A. On it. <laughs> hey, Frank. <Frings. laughs> God damn it. I I tell you, I'm that much of a fucking geek when it comes to this band. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, really the, the riffs, a lot of the main riffs, you think of uh, the riff to TNT or If You Want Blood or Bad Boy Boogie or anything that's like it. Any riff that you can think of of ACDC, nine times out of ten, it was his brother, Malcolm Young, who wrote it. And what's interesting about his guitar playing, real quick, is he uh, doesn't play power chords. He plays full on chords, but he downstrokes it really hard. Like he doesn't just strum, he just whacks that whole thing. That's why those riffs sound as heavy as they do, because he's putting the force behind it. And if you just, and if you have ever watched him live, his fingers are just dancing below the fifth frets, just going from riff to riff. That's how much respect I have for Malcolm Young. R.I.P. Anyway, <laughs> the, and that was the thing that really solidified them in the early '70s. You know, making them standouts amongst all the Led Zeppelins and Pink Floyd's and whatnot. They were kind of doing the same thing Motorhead was doing. You know, just playing a uh, raw rock and roll. Didn't you know? No frills. Just a uh, muddy, just kind of a uh, bl- heavily blues influenced, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you listen to a song like uh, Bad Boy Boogie, the riff is like. It goes down, 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 down. If you slow that down and take away the distortion, it sounds like Robert Johnson would have written it. Boom, boom, See what I'm saying? I'm not gonna nerd out too much, but this all leads into uh, one of my all-time favorite songs from my favorite album. My favorite album is of uh, is Let There Be Rock from 1977, their fourth studio album, and it had. Pretty much had the classic lineup with Angus and Malcolm on guitars, Bon Scott doing the vocals, and uh, uh, their former bassist, Mark Evans, and Phil Rudd on drums. It was just the perfect package right there.
1: Not that I need to tell you, but that was Bon Scott's last album. It was not. It wasn't? No. I thought it was his last studio album. Their fifth studio album featured the guy that was there for a couple years before Brian Johnson. Something Williams. You probably know. That's
0: their bassist, Cliff Williams. Oh. Yeah, Cliff but Bar- Let There Be a Rock was the last album with Mark Evans. Then Power Rage came out, and that was the first album Cliff Williams was on, and he's been with him ever since. Oh. Highway to Hell was the last album Bon Scott played on. Gotcha. 1979. And then Back in Black with Brian Johnson came into the fold. Okay. So yeah. Gotcha. Trust me, I've known that ever since uh, I was twelve. I
1: believe you. <laughs> I believe you.
0: Yeah. Anyway, the but let there be rock, it is fan. my favorite album.
1: You're a super fan. <laughs>
0: I'm an obsessive <laughs> fan. And I've never seen him live. And I regret that. <laughs> I mean, uh yeah, for one, I'm never gonna s i am never going to knew I was never gonna see ACDC live with Bon Scott. Well, he, he died
1: far before you dead. were even considered to be a thing.
0: I know. <laughs> All the way back in eighty. Yeah. You know, but So I was like, I can settle to see uh, the ACDC lineup now. And then Malcolm died. I go, okay, I can't do it. (laughs) I cannot do it. If if Malcolm's not hanging back there, just slamming those riffs away, why bother? But, yeah, talking of riffs, Let There Be Rock is full of them. And one of my favorite songs from that, my absolute all-time favorite song is from that album. I am not playing it today. (laughs) I, I will play that for another day. But... A close, like, definitely break in top three, top two, maybe, is the song Problem Child. And it's kind of weird. It's the original song. Originally, the song was released on the album prior, Dirty Deeds, Dunder Cheap. And, and back then, they were doing, like, uh, Euro releases and Australian releases, the same tracks, different order, or, like, uh, different cuts. On the Let There Be Rock one, on the Australian version, this song is not on there. But in the international release, it replaces the song Cold-Hearted Man with this one. And it's just a a nice little inclusion because Dirty Deeds was, fun fact, not released internationally in 76 when it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. It didn't see the light of an international release until like 1982, which was really weird.
1: That is weird. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, regardless, this Problem Child, if you listen to their albums in uh, sequential order, it is a repeat, but... Honestly, on this album, this is what a lot of the Western audience has heard, because this is the album that brought ACDC to the States. First show ever in the United States was CBGB's awesome. in 1977. The year that this came out, I've been talking about this band for so long, <laughs> I could go on a year more. So, yeah, Problem Child, it is a ripping song. Got such an amazing chorus, an amazing, uh, an amazing build-up, and... And the riffs are just so heavy. And then there's a blistering solo at the end that has not been replicated since. (laughs) Even ACDC can't play it live anymore. (laughs) I mean, Angus has to ad-lib it, but that was just captured on raw recording. And it's one of my favorite closeouts to any ACDC song ever. So here we are, Problem Child playing. Half the reason I listen to that song is for that last uh, two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that solo could not be replicated. The live version, it's, uh, it's still pretty good. But honestly, honestly, that's studio magic in a different format. <laughs> just, I don't know, it sounds like that guitar is just having an epileptic attack. <laughs> it's like, even that sounds mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, and of course you could kind of see where people were getting the idea that ACDC was a punk band writing songs of like being a problem child, just being a little troublemaker. <laughs> and they were but still, they were just like a working class band that just really loved uh just really loved the music of the of the fifties pretty much. <clears throat> right. And and that's that's what they were doing. Awesome. <laughs> just uh, they just updated it. A C D C is awesome. Oh yeah. I'm definitely gonna be revisiting that particularly that album, so I can tell you what my favorite song is. You won't guess it. I guarantee you are not going to guess it. <laughs> I mean, you can challenge me. You can say, oh, I bet it's going to be this one. No, it is literally every song you're thinking of, it's not it.
1: <laughs> so that Eric is challenging everybody that's still listening at this point. So get on. He's going to tell you his social media is here. As soon as I play my track, we're, we're going to get to that. And blow him up. Load up his social medias with whatever your choices are, as many as as we can load him up with.
0: Yep. And if you get it, if you, uh, I don't know, if you get it right, I, I don't know, give you a blowjob or something. I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not contractually obligated. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Stay with that.
1: Something else.
0: Yeah, and for those of you that are close to me who actually know, just keep your mouth shut. <laughs>
1: all right we're gonna play one more track it's an 80s song that's what i'm gonna call it uh the band is time zone it's a group of people featuring africa bambata which i just found out today when i was you know getting some information specific to this track uh that he had some legal problems at some point i didn't look too much into it with something about uh child sexual something or another which is Uh, It's horrible, and I'm not playing this because of him. I like the track. I like the message, and I am playing a remix version of this track from Time Zone that features John Lydon. and if you don't know, the Sex Pistols and Public (laughs) Image Limited. Or maybe John Lydon? Lydon. Does that help? (laughs) There you go. Uh, He... I don't know too much about it. Definitely don't support that or him and was never particularly a fan of that guy. But just so you know, I I am aware, came across it, don't support him, not trying to promote any of his other music other than I do like this one. I like the message. Kind of went along with some of the messages of some of the other music I was picking and Eric had picked. You know, hence the titles, Take Back the Power, theme from Fear Porn. Uh, kind of the theme from Brave New Normal and so forth. You know, and those the kind interrupters, of things. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> right? World Destruction was the track. The Meltdown remix came out in 1988 version of the track. The original single came out in 84. They did a remix, the Meltdown remix, that featured uh, Mr. Johnny Rotten.
0: I'm going to call him that. Yeah, there we go <laughs> now we know what he's talking about <laughs> right
1: uh, features him you'll be able to tell because he does uh, most of the singing that's what I like about this particular version is you get that and it's familiar to me but I like it listen to the lyrics we'll see what you think we gotta wrap the show up so here we go time zone world destruction meltdown remix <laughs>
3: Show your
1: Going to continue like this for about another 30 seconds or so. Uh,
0: <laughs> I could tell Johnny Rotten was on that track. Right? Because <laughs> he's got that rotten voice. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, great song. I hope you listen to the lyrics. Uh, I think, you know, this was back in 88, so 31 years later, and so much of it is still relevant because we still find ourselves in the same cycles, allowing ourselves to be manipulated and not. Pay attention to those that are pitting us against each other. Mm -hmm. And we continue to get pitted against each other. The game is the same. The people are just different. Exactly. So, uh, great track. Don't support Africa Bambata at all. Didn't do any other research. Just came across that and thought, ooh, well, I'm going to make sure everybody knows. I don't support him specifically at all. (laughs) That is awful. Uh, I don't know what the allegations were, if he was convicted, and if he was, how long... I don't even know any of the other details. I just saw that. Wanted to put that out there. I did see it. Don't support it. But... uh, But
0: learn about it. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, The track, though, speaks to, again, 31 years ago, and I don't even remember what the differences were between the one and the remix. Obviously, Johnny Rotten's on this one, but... uh, 31 years later, still so relevant. S- people got to start paying attention. Stop allowing yourself to be divided and focus on the wrong shit. That's mm-hmm. all I've got. Eric, what did you think of that track?
0: Oh, I thought the track was. Yeah, it definitely has that 80s feel to it. Right. But not quite the whole, like, a uh, synthesizer thing to it, but it right? has that same sort of dancey mentality. Like, all the. Like the landscape is still there, you're just kind of looking at it in a different angle. Right. You know what I mean? So it has, yeah, it has that, and I like how uh, John and Africa they uh, bounce off of each other, right? In there, like it's such a, you know, they're just stark contrast. You, you know, you have Johnny Rotten and you have Africa Bombard, You know, yeah. so it's, uh, you know. A deep, very uh, kind of soothing voice, and this uh, raspy, aggressive voice just uh, going off of each other. And yeah, it's uh, talking about how people are at odds ends, you know? Yep. People are just button heads and uh, just getting all, uh, you know, everybody's getting flabbergasted and so hateful to the other side. But you know, these guys does not sound like they're hating each other. They're actually using their differences to create something different. <laughs> right. And Digestible.
1: Right. And kind of focus, try to get people to focus on those that are, you know, like you said, the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. Well, the richer and those getting richer are trying to get everybody else to focus on each other while they get poorer. Yeah. Instead of actually paying attention to what's really going on. So.
0: Yeah. Why do the rich care? They're going to live on Mars anyway.
1: Right. Somewhere (laughs) else, something else. Anyway, the show's done. Thank you everybody for joining. We want to thank uh, everybody in Fight the Future for joining us again. We appreciate it. We appreciate them's great interview. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music Player, FM, and SLCPunkcast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram at the Interrupters, at Broken Trojan KC, at Freedom Punk, and again that's F R E E D U M B. For freedom at freedom punk at stay awake punks, that's punks with the KS at Bane Central at fight.the.future.
0: Not fail to follow,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> and there is no dot at the end, just as Adrian said, it's at fight.the.future. Yep, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you?
0: You can find me. On Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC, and that's where you message me if you want to uh, if you want to play in uh, what my favorite ACDC song is, and I'll actually make this as a wager. It's like the person who guesses it right, I will play it on the very next episode, regardless of what I chose, and I will shout I will give a shout out to you. <laughs> yes, and maybe something extra. I don't know yet. I don't know. And again, serious inquiries only.
1: (laughs) Serious inquiries, and if you get it right, Eric will get your contact info, and I will send you something, because I got a bunch of shit that we're going to be taking to Punk Rock Bowling and passing out to all the people that we get to meet, that listen to the show, that we get to talk to. So I've got something. I'll send something.
0: Yeah, we'll send you some buttons. We'll send you a shirt. We'll send you... We'll we'll give you a reward for it, because... Honestly, it's a deep cut, man. (laughs) So yeah, all you ACDC heads out there who are as uh, big as a head as mine, send them my way. (laughs) We'll give you a hint. It's not anything from the last album. Okay. And that's strictly because I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> 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 anyway, you can find my band on Instagram as well at anonymous underscore band official. On Facebook, we are anonymous band SLC. On Bandcamp, we are anonymous SLC I am also on the Wrecked Podcast, part of the Circle Pit Radio Network. That is at Circle Pit Radio Network on, uh, or no, CP Radio Network, on Instagram, and at Rekt Podcast, also on Instagram. And uh, just find it on Spotify or on the website. It's it's easy to find. Not much else is called Circle Pit Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I got more stuff, uh, uh, more plans coming out with that. And also, I have a show on Friday at Aces High Saloon, like I mentioned earlier. This is just a reminder with Goat Sifter and uh, Sacrilege and Jesus you know, or Jesus, or however you want to pronounce it. It's <laughs> funny, <laughs> and they're good. So, yeah, come out to that one, if you please. We will have a new round of cassette tapes. I just got confirmed. They are getting dubbed right now, and we will have a new batch at that show and our next couple of shows.
1: Excellent. You can find all the bands on Facebook at We Are The Interrupters, at Broken Trojan KC, at Freedom Punk, at Stay Awake Official, at Bane Central, at Fight the Future Band. The show is at SLC Punkcast. A lot of these bands you can go find on Bandcamp, including Fight the Future. You can go check out the four tracks on the Tombs EP. Be on the lookout for the release later in the year. We'll definitely talk about it as it gets here and probably play something else. Even though the, uh, these tracks that we played are probably going to yeah. sound different, we'll probably still play a different track when the time comes.
0: Yep. Yeah. But for now, if you want to listen to those tracks, you'll just have to play this episode on repeat, friends. There you go, <laughs> <laughs> Eric. Any final thoughts for a wrap-up show? Well, before I, before I wrap up, I mean, in the next uh, few episodes, we're going to start. Uh, actually, in probably the next episode, we're going to give a shout out to. Uh, touring bands because there is a band coming through they are touring they are making a whole thing of it and I am not going to reveal them just yet you'll have if you probably know exactly what I'm talking about for for those who don't you know we'll have one announced next episode and then the floodgates are going to open from there cuz there's a lot of tours happening they are going to be happening i'm already uh, draining my bank account for uh, tickets <laughs> Uh, so yeah don't let i guess you can say yeah don't let your finances uh, dissuade you from uh, going to shows because in the end you're gonna regret not going anyway
1: absolutely all right on that note that's a wrap
0: play the fucking outro <laughs>